48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. The Secretary for Health says the government briefly considered a complete ban on e-cigarettes, but decided it would be too difficult to enforce. The Consumer Council issues a Valentine's Day warning against matchmaking services and sugary tea. Pro-democracy groups want the government to cut the number of one-way permits, saying the health system can't cope. And Sino-U.S. talks begin in Beijing in a bitter trade dispute that's hurting financial markets and global growth prospects. The Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says she did consider a complete ban on vaping when she was working on legislation against e-cigarettes, but decided against it because she believes enforcement would be difficult. She added that the legislation isn't aimed at punishing vapors, but seeks to prevent youngsters from being exposed to these products. Professor Chan said she'll work with law enforcement agencies to tackle any loopholes in the new law which criminalizes the import, sale or distribution of e-cigarettes. She was asked about its effectiveness since people can still buy them online. Of course, we would uh, work together with uh, the police and also uh, customs uh, to see if there are loopholes in the existing suggested or proposed legislation uh, and see how best uh, the way forward. Under the proposed law, anyone caught bringing e-cigarettes into Hong Kong could be jailed for up to six months and face a maximum fine of $50,000, even if they're only for personal use. However, vaping won't be illegal. Pro-democracy groups plan to hold a protest on Sunday to call on the government to cut the number of one-way permits for mainlanders, saying public hospitals can't cope with the influence, with the influx. Neo-Democrats and People Power say almost all public hospitals are operating at close to or beyond their full capacity, with four operating above 110%. The groups, the groups will march from Mong Kok to the district government office, passing the Gonghua Hospital en route. Claudia Mo from Hong Kong First says Hong Kong can't cope with 150 quotas a day or 50,000 new residents per year and rejected accusations that she's fanning hatred. We need to put a stop to this non-stop trend which goes on for, it seems to be going on forever and ever. We, we can't cope. It's all saturated. We're not spreading hate. We want to stop this hate that new immigrants and are Hong, Hong Kongers like us and we should be all treated fairly and equally. But then we should need uh, to stop the source of this, well, what you call, hate. The Consumer Council is warning people looking for love that matchmaking services may not bring them true love. The, ma- the watchdog received 64 complaints about these services last year, up more than 50% from the year before. In one case, a woman paid $20,000 for an advanced membership and the company tried to get her to pay more for extra services, but she never even got a date. In a warning that, that, cons- that coincided with Valentine's Day, the council spokesman, Clement Chan, says people shouldn't assume these services will definitely lead to a relationship. All this are really depending on the reaction, uh, the feeling of uh, people involved, those two people involved. The- Platform is only a surface platform providing, you know, the connectivity between people. So what we're saying is uh, when, when consumers are using those kind of platform, you have to be absolutely clear about, you know, the function of the platform and also the uh, small details about, you know, the membership details for paying what uh, that kind of membership fee, what does it enable you to, to get back in return? And the Consumer Council is recommending that consumers go sugar-free and pick smaller portions when they buy popular tea drinks after its testing show that many are too sweet. 
Five out of about 120 samples were found to contain free sugar exceeding the upper daily limit recommended by the World Health Organization. And tapioca balls also add more to the sugar content and calories. Dr. Henry Ng from the Center for Food Safety says consumers should also be aware that some so-called no-sugar versions can still be too sweet. For drinks uh, in which they claim that uh, there is uh, no added sugar, there are still other ingredients that causes the uh, sugar content in the drinks. Those include the the honey and also the fruit, the, the syrup that have a, a fruit uh, flavor, and also milk and the pearls uh, in the pearl tapioca tea, milk tea. They can all contribute uh, to the sugar content in the tea-based beverages. Dr. Ng says shops making drinks should tell customers that sugar-free drinks still have some sugar. He says shops should review their recipes and ensure their drinks are consistent. Those drinks, tea-based beverages that were made in the shops, they may be subjected uh, to individuals' practice and, and also the amount of equipment available. So one of the advice that we give to trade is that they should adhere to the general manufacturing practice to produce food with low sugar content are some of the examples that they should be clearly stated in the guidelines so that their employees can follow them strictly to produce the beverages that have a more stable quality. Liberal Party lawmaker Tommy Chung has expressed reservations about a proposed law to limit rent increases at the link-rate shopping malls, saying the market should decide. The draft bill was put forward by pro-establishment legislators Regina Ip and Alice Mack, who suggested capping rents with a formula that considers property values, median monthly outcome, household income and inflation. But Mr Zhang, who represents the catering sector, says a better option is for the government to introduce competition by improving its own shopping malls and wet markets. I think that's the best thing the government can do. In fact, they have a lot of wet markets now, which the FEHD... Uh, is managing. They're not doing a very good job. I've always said if you, they could really revamp their own uh, wet markets, that would certainly give wet markets now in housing estates that are sold uh, a lot of competition. Pan-Democratic lawmaker Ao Nok Hin says that in principle he supports the idea of legislating to regulate the link rate, but says the draft law doesn't deal with the fact that many shops in public housing estates weren't sold to businesses, were sold to businesses that don't serve residents. Some of the owners of the public housing estate try to change the shopping mall to international school or the uh, elderly caring home. And uh, it is no more uh, a shopping mall anymore. And it is uh, beyond the usage of people living in public housing estates. And I think that uh, the motion did not have any measurement to try to deal with such situation. So that I hope, uh, Democrats, uh, we should raise the amendments in order to make the motion much more feasible. The murder case involving Hong Kong University professor Chen Ki Jung has been further adjourned until next month. The 53-year-old associate professor of mechanical engineering is accused of killing his wife in August last year after her body was found in a suitcase inside a steel, a sealed wooden box in the professor's office. The Eastern Court heard today that the case has to be adjourned to the 28th of March to allow time for DNA tests. Sino-U.S. negotiators have begun two days of talks in Beijing, seeking to end an increasingly bitter trade dispute that's casting a pall over financial markets and the outlook for global growth. Sean Kennedy has more. 
In the latest round of talks, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin are meeting with the top economic czar Liu He, seeking to build on progress made in Washington last month. In December, President Trump set a March 1st deadline for resolving the dispute. He subsequently signaled that he's open to extending the time frame, depending on how these talks go. Both sides have already imposed duties on more than 360 billion US dollars in two-way trade, hitting their manufacturing sectors and undermining global financial markets. Underlining the importance of the talks, the South China Morning Post has reported that President Xi Jinping plans to meet with the US officials in Beijing. U.S. senators from both the Republican and Democratic parties are introducing a bill that would impose sanctions on Russia's energy and banking sectors. They say a tough response is needed to Moscow's alleged aggression in Ukraine, support for President Assad in Syria, and interference in the 2016 U.S. elections. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports. A version of the bill failed to pass Congress last year, but its sponsors are hoping it has a better chance now. The legislation would impose strict new measures on Russia's oil and gas sectors. Targets for sanctions include the country's cyber sector, new sovereign debt, Russian banks that fund efforts to interfere in foreign elections, and individuals deemed to carry out illicit activities on behalf of the president, Vladimir Putin. A judge in the United States has ruled that President Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, intentionally lied to the team investigating potential Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The judge said Mr. Manafort had breached his plea agreement in another investigation. From Washington, D.C., here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Paul Manafort was found guilty of fraud and money laundering charges last year. And as part of a plea deal he made in a separate case, he agreed to help the special counsel Robert Mueller and his investigation into allegations of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and claims of collusion involving the Trump campaign. However, a judge has now ruled that there is evidence that shows Manafort lied about, among other things, contacts he had with Konstantin Kalimnik, a Russian political consultant. Prosecutors claim Mr Kalimnik had ties to Russian intelligence. NASA has declared the Opportunity rover it sent to Mars to be dead eight months after its last contact with ground control on Earth. The robotic vehicle transformed our understanding of the Red Planet by confirming that water once flowed there. The BBC's Jonathan Amos reports. When the Opportunity rover landed in 2004, expectations were low. NASA had had some recent failures, and if the robot worked for just 90 days, everyone would have been thrilled. It turned out far better. Opportunity was sent to Mars to determine if conditions were ever suitable for life. Its discoveries proved the place had been much warmer and wetter in the past, maybe even able to support microorganisms. But today's harsh environment finally took its toll on the rover itself. After being smothered by dust, Opportunity would have lost all power and the cold would have broken its systems. More than 40 former British ambassadors have written to the Prime Minister Theresa May urging her to extend the negotiating period before the country exits the European Union. The diplomats say it would be in the national interest to delay proceedings until there's more clarity about Britain's future relationship with the EU or to allow for a second referendum. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110, 111.03 yen, the euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar 12 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 9 cents. Financial news, a short time ago the Hang Seng Index was at 28,371, that's 126 points down on the previous close. Turnover stand at $60 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jones. Let's start with football's European Champions League, where Tottenham made a flying start in the knockout phase. Corner kick, Ericsson to sweep it in towards the net, but all the way in! He 
It's gone all the way in. Llorente, might well have got the final touch. Delirium inside Wembley Stadium. This is a dream scenario. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Borussia Dortmund 0. 3-0 was the way it finished at Wembley as Spurs beat Borussia Dortmund in their last 16 first leg. The holders, Real Madrid, were 2-1 winners at Ajax. More from the BBC, Steve Crossman. This is one of the standout performances in the Champions League this season. There's no doubt about it. It's hard to see how the Bundesliga leaders, Borussia Dortmund, are going to get back into this tie. 3-0 at Wembley Stadium. A phenomenal performance from Tottenham Hotspur. Hyungmin Son got the first, Jan Vertonghen the second on 83 minutes. And then on 86, Fernando Llorente, sometimes a bit of a malign presence up front for Tottenham, scored a header, which now surely puts Tottenham through to the quarterfinals. Borussia Dortmund need a bit of a miracle. Uh, in the other game, Real Madrid got a little bit lucky. You have to say Ajax had so many chances at the Johan Cruyff Arena, playing a style of football that did credit to the name of the ground. Hakim Ziyech scored for Ajax. There was a controversial, disallowed goal for them too. Nicolas Tagliafico's header ruled out because Dusan Tadic was interfering with goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois. But Real Madrid scored twice. Two clinical finishes from Benzema and Asensio which gives them the edge heading into the second leg at the Bernabeu. Ajax 1, Real Madrid 2. To cricket now, the Australian fast bowler Jai Richardson says the return of the suspended duel. Steve Smith and David Warner may give his side an edge at the World Cup later this year. Richardson made an impression in the recent ODI series against India. He managed to dismiss India captain Virat Kohli in all three matches. Richardson believes the return of Smith and Warner can bring some much-needed experience back to the Australian side. Obviously, the two guys um, have proven time and time again that they've been really important for Australian cricket um, and they're a part of Australian cricket. So I think they're going to be fantastic for the World Cup, um, even just to provide the experience that they've had over the years um, of playing in World Cups and, and really big games on the big stage. So I think for everyone and, and for them to come back in would be fantastic. Um, just to be able to you know, give us that extra little bit of edge, I think is going to go a long way, definitely. Elsewhere in cricket, New Zealand beat Bangladesh by eight wickets in their day-night ODI in Napier. The second of their three-match series will be played Saturday in Dunedin. And that's your look at sports. RTHK's Adam Jang reporting. To the news, our top stories once again. The Secretary for Health says the government briefly considered a complete ban on e-cigarettes but decided it would be too difficult to enforce. The Consumer Council issues a Valentine's Day warning against matchmaking services and sugary tea. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3.
fly.